Holy moly, welcome back everyone to another stock market closing live stream. Oh my gosh, some things are turning red. <laughs> it's actually a good thing, honestly, it's healthy. Uh, the market should be turning a lot more red than it really is. Dow Jones Industrial is down about a third of a percent and Matterport is getting smoked single-handedly taking down the Dow. Just kidding, it's not in the Dow. There's like 30 stocks on the Dow, and it ain't Matterport. <laughs> uh, Matterport, of course, was a SPAC that went public and uh, just recently ran on the Facebook metaverse hype. Uh, it was nice. You know, I was able to sell uh, $240,000 at 24, did a sold uh, covered call around that point as well. That's maybe about 40K or whatever of a credit. But yeah, the larger position uh, is, uh, is, is still hanging out, and it's not lagging today, but that's okay. That is okay, because as I said, the Dow is down a third. The S and P is down, or I'm sorry, S and P is up 0.24. The Nasdaq Technology is up 0.78, and the Russell 2000 up 0.28. Folks, we are in a market where the market really wants to invest in technology, and that's good. We want to invest in technology. This is the uh, end of the year rally that we've been talking about pretty much all year long, which uh, was kind of sad because like. It was really hard all year long saying like, don't worry, I think there'll be an end of the year rally. And it was just like, it just kept going down and down this market. Uh, but uh, these, these times are overall pretty, pretty darn good right now. Uh, you're always going to have winners and losers. Uh, Etsy, look at this insane winner here, up 14%. Absolutely insane. Redfin coming back 7.7%. Outlets up 5%. You know, so there's good. It's good. A firm up 4%. GM's even up 4%. Cloudflare, folks, breaking 200 for the first time ever. Let's freaking go. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, NVIDIA, I wish I had more than like 50K in this stock as they have done so well. And I've been saying for like three months that when this falls, I'll buy it. <laughs> it just keeps going up. <laughs> oh, it's insane. Uh, it's the same thing as with Tesla, you know. But anyway, yeah, you see the losers over here. Penn National Gaming, Moderna, OcuGen, Skills, Honest Company, Roku, all down anywhere between 8 to 21%. Matterport also getting whacked after the metaverse enthusiasm fades and wanes. Oh, but don't worry. I still love the company. 3.79% down on Peloton. Tattoo Chef down 2.89%. Teladoc down 2.77%. Netflix down 2.54%. Oh my gosh, Square's down 2.2%. Uh, I don't know what it is with FinTech, but uh, look at PayPal too. PayPal just keeps going down. Uh, I mean, it is just toilet water here. The volume continues to be twice as high as usual. Uh, it's pain, pain, pain. Uh, AI call options. You know, I bought an AI call yesterday. Unfortunately, the stock's down 1.74%. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I have some optimism going into earnings. Probably won't hold it through earnings, but we'll see what happens. I'm not going to hold it very long. Uh, I, I don't like holding options too long. IMMR, somebody says, got crushed. Is that true? Oh, 25% to the downside. Oh, that's, that's a bummer. You know, what's actually interesting about IMMR is we have a thread about IMR here. Some, where did I do that? IMMR. I want to see. What did I say about that one? IMMR. I just talked about this one somewhere. And I want to pull it up. Ah, yeah. Here it was. Okay. So take a look at this. So I posted this in our, uh, in our Discord. So I go, MMR is interesting, few takeaways, tiny company, so tiny that them traveling to advertise or not materially affects their OPEX, not good, right? They rely on partnerships with other manufacturers, many of the names I'm not familiar with. And I said, this is a danger for replaceability, being easy to essentially be replaced, right? Uh, very good that the company appears to have a pa haptic partnership with PlayStation Sony. Very good that they're working on new Peloton products. Honestly, this is actually bullish for Peloton, I wrote. Remember that they acquired Precore for a cheap $400 million, Peloton is. Uh, however, and I saw this as a potential risk factor here, revenue boosted this quarter by larger upfront payments, revenue next quarter likely to miss, and an offering coming up. I wrote this on October 30th. That means to me... It'd probably be more interesting after an offering and after next quarter's earnings 
something to keep an eye on. So anyway, I, I wrote this a few days ago, what, five days ago or whatever. And uh, it's it's uh, since then come, come. I mean, it was also still on, on an uptrend, but uh, sold off a little bit since then. But those those were some of my concerns when I looked into the company. I know sometimes momentum can get ahead of us and things can run despite the fundamentals, which I think that is actually exactly what happened to Matterport, which is one of the reasons I sold uh, about uh, 10,000 shares at 2450 or whatever it was somewhere over here and uh, also uh, opened a covered call position on it. But uh, yeah, it's down 14% right now. So the timing on those was good. But again, in hindsight, it would have just been better to just dump all my shares at that point. I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, is Pins reporting earnings today? Is that true? Uh, let's see. Let's see who we've got to report today. Yeah, you got to be careful too with hindsight. You know what they say, hindsight's 2020. Oh, Pinterest reports today, Airbnb reports today, Peloton reports today, Square reports today, Rocket Mortgage reports today, Uber reports today, BNGO reports today, oh, Cloudflare reports today, oh my gosh, Dropbox for solar, <gasps> Bill.com, oh my gosh, Sunrun, there's so many, oh, Redfin, oh, ooh, all right, Pinterest, Pinterest, you better impress us so I can dump the shares. <laughs> And the options that I have. OMG. Ah. Hey, anyway. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, okay, so we talked about IMMR. Oh, thank you for shooting, uh, throwing in a heads up or thumbs up here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of, uh, I'm going to pull up volatility. I'm not the biggest fan of playing earnings. That's for show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ooh, is it possible that we could see a Fed without Powell? I can't even imagine Powell not being the ch chairperson of the Fed. Mm. All right. Let's go ahead and log into the terminal here and see what headlines we got. All right. How's everybody else doing otherwise today? So overall, pretty good day. What's uh, what's Tesla doing today? Oh, wait, let's look at crypto as well here. Tesla, it was at one, two, three, four a few minutes ago. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. It's at 1226 right now. And pull this up. Oh, <laughs> AOC going for JPOW. Okay, if AOC goes for JPOW, I will liquidate all my stock. If, if AOC becomes the chairwoman of the Federal Reserve, I will liquidate every single stock I have and throw it all into Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin. I don't know why some people call it Bitcoin. I've been seeing that lately. I think it's funny. All right, let's uh, go to Coin Market Cap. Coin Market Cap. We have a three percent decline on the twenty-four hour here on Bitcoin, sitting at about sixty-one-two. Got a forty-four eighty on Ethereum. Solana taking over Cardano's position as the number four. And yeah, Rocket does report today, and so does Uber. Ooh, somebody here says they shorted Uber. Uh-oh. All right, let's look at volatility here. Let's see what we got. Let's see. I bet you pins pins has got to be down, but probably still elevated from where it was. Let's find out historic volatility. Mm, okay, yeah, we're, we're definitely still elevated, but it's down substantially from where it was. And PayPal... I do wonder why Square is selling off. Yeah, PayPal's almost back down in terms of volatility. But I also do wonder why Square is selling off pre-earnings. Yeah, Rude and the whole insurance space just has not been super sexy lately. They've all been getting destroyed and been getting evaporated. I mean, Hippo just wants to chill at 420. Root wants to chill at 5. Lemonade did pop back up. But it's still only at 70.95. You know, it could be doing a lot better than this. So Tesla strong into the close. Let's see about that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's holding on. It's not like it's rallying into the close. All right, Spy. Spy's been pretty flat in the day. A lot of volatility today. Very interesting. All right. Let's uh let's see what we got here. Let's go to Bloomberger. All safer growth companies are mooning. Yeah, no kidding. 
Bitcoin bulls see trillions of inflows when spot ETF wins approval. See, now that is interesting because remember, we do not have a spot ETF right now. We have a futures ETF, which is highly, highly different uh, from a spot ETF. In fact, I want to say, do I have it here? I do. Take a look at this, okay? This on this messy desktop here. Here, you know what? We'll clean it really quickly together, but you're going to want to see this. Look at this. This here is a letter that I save. It's from two members of Congress to Gary Gensler. And they say that last month you enabled the Bitcoin futures ETF. While this is a step forward for millions of Americans who are demanding access to a simple way to invest in Bitcoin, these products are potentially much more volatile than a Bitcoin spot ETF. Spot ETF means what's the price of Bitcoin? We follow that. Bitcoin futures is not actually investing in Bitcoin. It's investing in derivatives. They're basically futures contracts. And thanks to Contango, uh, and if, if you don't know what Contango is for backwardation, you do not want to be in a Bitcoin futures contract or any kind of futures contract anyway. Uh, but thanks to these, the fees that you can actually experience are substantially higher in a futures ETF than if they just had a spot ETF. And may hope. Oh, and may impose substantially higher fees on investors due to the premium at which Bitcoin futures typically trade. Exactly. Contango. Uh, as well as the cost of rolling futures uh, contracts each month. Bingo. That is correct. We question why, if you are comfortable allowing trading in an ETF based on derivative contracts, you're not equally or more comfortable allowing trading to commence an ETF based on spot Bitcoin. Bingo. Nailed it. They're, these are These are Congress people who get it. It is our understanding previously that the SEC chose not to approve a Bitcoin futures ETF or spot ETF due to concerns that it would be perceived as creating the potential for fraud or manipulation. In fact, the SEC clearly articulated that those concerns could be addressed by demonstrating the following, that the Bitcoin market is inherently resistant to fraud or manipulation, or that a significant amount of trading took place on a regulated market. Both of these mostly happening here. In fact, they say here 90.4% of the pricing of CME CF Bitcoin reference rate, which is the pricing index that CME futures are based off of, is made up of spot Bitcoin exchanges, Coinbase, Kraken, and Bitstamp. Therefore, to the extent that the SEC has been concerned about fraud and manipulation and pricing of the underlying Bitcoin markets uh, is basically wrong. So they're saying 90.4% of the pricing is coming from Coinbase, Kraken, and Bitstamp. Uh, for, uh, for uh, and the spot exchanges related to these since the sec no longer has concern okay basically blah 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 they they essentially are going on to say please approve the bitcoin etf right this is good spot based etfs have proven more efficient and strongly preferred by investors as evidenced by their commercial success we believe the same will be true for bitcoin's exposure in the etf wrapper for example today investors can gain exposure to gold through the the gld uh or or another one is iau right these are etfs where you can essentially invest in gold but not have to store gold or deal with gold uh and uh basically they're, uh, they're saying here, to be clear, we do not intend to say that one method of exposure is better than the other, but rather that unless there are clear and demonstrable investor protection advantages, investors should have the choice over which product is most suitable for them. Therefore, the SEC is in a, should be in a position to approve a Bitcoin futures spot ETF. I think this is actually really bullish for Bitcoin. I think that's it's a great letter. And this has led to an article here from Bloomberg saying that the launch of the Bitcoin futures ETF was a watershed moment, but for crypto diehards, the holy grail remains a physically backed product, like a spot ETF. Bitcoin eating into gold as fast as it can over the next two to three years could replace all gold exchange traded funds, says Michael Saylor. I mean, he, Michael Saylor has also recently come out suggesting that uh, Bitcoin, uh, I'm sorry, that uh, gold is going to go to zero which obviously has all the, the gold buffs freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, how could you say gold's ever going to go to zero? Obviously, there's always going to be some value to gold since we do actually physically use it. But anyway, uh, he, he talks essentially about to taking over gold. What we need is a spot ETF. Then you basically make it easy for anybody on Robinhood or Rebull or Chase or Morgan Stanley and just swipe up onto a Bitcoin ETF that's not a ripoff like the futures ETF. Two funds tracking Bitcoin futures started trading in October, the ProShares and the Valkyries. That's uh, the Beto and the um, uh, Buy the F and Dip one. 
BTFD. <laughs> uh, anyway, futures based on funds are an inferior offering, but the best thing institutional investors can get right now, says Michael Saylor. Clearly, the right answer is let investors buy trillions of dollars worth of Bitcoin via an ETF because the ETFs plug into the existing security structure and prime blah, 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 whatever. So in other words, a lot of enthusiasm about getting this uh, Bitcoin ETF officially out. And the expectation is this is going to lead trillions of dollars to come into Bitcoin. Now, it's worth noting that when we had the Bitcoin futures ETF launch, Bitcoin skyrocketed to about $67,000 uh, on the launch right here and then quickly evaporated uh, and, and settled into this trading range where we sit now, the 61 to 63.7 range. So you do get a little bit of buy the rumor, sell the news when you talk about these ETFs. But a lot of enthusiasm, nonetheless, for an actual spot ETF. And if we get it, I do think it'll be very, very bullish. I don't know if we'll get it this year, but it'll be very bullish for markets uh, and, and Bitcoin. So it'll be very interesting. All right. So, okay. What else do we have here? IMMR, we already talked about in this video. We talked about Matterport. MQ falling. A lot of momentum went into MQ. So I think MQ and Bact are probably falling on... Uh, uh, slowing momentum as well. That would make sense. Slowing volume. Oh, yeah, both of them losing volume, losing momentum. Then we've got CRISPR Therapeutics down to 92 now. Wow. Went down to 90 intraday. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> we already have a Bitcoin ETF and it's called MicroStrategy. <laughs> it's true. That's pretty much the only thing they're, they're valued at is uh, uh is, is their bitcoin holdings like there's really no value to the underlying company at least that's being assigned by markets Woo! that's no diss on anybody who works for microstrategy it's just being honest that's how the market's valuing it so cloudflare adobe cheesecake xping tesla these guys are all killing it today tesla let's go where's neo neo Neo, nice, 3.76. Finally, Neo is moving a little bit, 43. Got in here pretty heavy around, uh, what, high 35, low 36, something like that. And uh, seeing some nice movements down, finally. Yeah, I know Nikola's moving, which is crazy, on their settlement with the SEC. Blows my mind that you could settle with the SEC for $125 million, not end up in jail, and, uh, and end up with uh, this kind of nonsense. Uh, Matterport reported yesterday. Oh, I already talked about what I did with my sheep uh, in the course a long time ago. Ocugen, Penn, Moderna, Honest. These guys are getting wrecked. Dwack, Dwack, Funware. Funds back to $4. Ooh, look at that momentum curve. Explosion, curve down. Dwack. I did not write down the earnings estimates yet for today. Nope. We should probably get ready to do that. Uh, Roblox, big volume again. Are Roblox? No, that's Redbox. What about Roblox? There you go. RBLX. Are they reporting today? I think so. Maybe they are. No, I don't think so. Uh, what is it? Roblox earnings. Roblox reports November 9th. Yeah. <laughs> Tesla Pi phone. That's funny. Taking profits on Tesla calls is hard. It is. Because you're like, oh, but it could go up more. It's dangerous. Got to be careful. Even if it goes up, you get theta decayed. It sucks. Oh, Tesla's up 3% today. Nice. Uh, sorry, not Tesla. Amazon. Sorry, that totally flipped. Uh, usually, it's Tesla doing it lately, but it was actually Amazon. So how's stuff doing in the middle here? Twitter, 1.78. Pinterest, yeah, Pinterest just sucks. I'm surprised Lemonade went down again. And same for EXBI. Both of these were running earlier. And the XBI sold off for like no reason after the Zillow stuff. It's kind of crazy. Uh, historic volatility on Square. Yeah, I'll take a look at it. All right, let me see the historic volatility. So 10-day average is 43. 50 and 100-day average is 41. So we're slightly above that. Oh, my goodness. 
Excuse me. But we're slightly below the 30-day average at 38. Oh, I'm, I brought myself a new cup of coffee, but man. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Open door and Redfin are up a little bit. But, uh, oh, cold in here. But uh, they also did sell off quite a bit recently. They've, they've all, eh, you know, that's sounding great. Yeah. Is PayPal bot? I've been thinking about is PayPal bot. I really have been thinking about buying PayPal. Now, they don't report earnings for another few days, but they could move off of uh, Square's stuff. I wonder. I wonder how much calls cost right now. Could lose a lot of money, but it's just so crazy right now how oversold it feels. So that's five bucks, ten bucks. It's gonna cost me five dollars more to go this one. So this would put me in about two thirty-five. Uh, yeah. Huh. 30. Hmm. This one right here puts you in at about 240, 235. A lot of much more open interest over here. So you got much tighter spread for the 230. Look at like the 230 calls, for example. 11 bucks. If I go to oof, November starts getting risky. I mean, now you're within now you're within three weeks for nine dollars. Yeah, that's not great. What if you go two twenty, go in the money a little bit? It's just expensive. I mean, that's like the kind of call I would sell. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh how do you deal with SOMO? Oh, SOMO. Yeah. Who remembers SOMO? We talked about this a lot. The sadness of having missed out. Yeah, this look, this happens. You know, you, you can't think about how much money you would have had if you did something. You just make yourself sick. Don't don't think that way. You know, look at uh, look at what you've earned as a blessing. Uh, because as soon as you start SOMOing, you start uh, losing logic like emotion takes over and then you'll make a really stupid decision that's going to lose you lots of money. So uh, you got to write it down, put it in a drawer, close the drawer, forget about it. If you ever even start thinking about it, just go, I already wrote it down. What's there to think about? And just stop thinking about it. Move on. Have a beer, slap yourself and get over it. It's it's uh, it's that, that easy. It's not really that easy. It's very hard to get over, but you just have to. Otherwise, it's going to screw up your other trading. It's going to be unfair to your other trades. Well, all right. So, yes, Justin, thank you for joining to remind me of how well NVIDIA is doing. <laughs> it is doing very, very well. Uh, is it SOMO if you ejected before the potential of making a profit? Yeah. I mean, it could be. Absolutely. Like, I had a... I've got a few lemonade options, but one of them was a December call and I sold it down like three grand. Had I held it, it'd probably be like 30 grand up right now. So, but you know, I just, I can't look at all that little crap. I just got to think like, Hey, what did I do with that money? Well, maybe I paid off margin or maybe I, uh, you know, put it in a Matterport and made money over there, which I did, you know, whatever, like they're endless, they're endless things. Uh oh man. All right. So let's see here. Let's go ahead and listen to this talk about Nvidia here for a second. You have to have every technology. You have to have that as the reality in order to get people overexcited enough in the very, very short term. Look, we'll see how it settles out. This isn't necessarily, you know, the end of anything, but also not the beginning of something if you look at that chart. No. Investors getting set for a huge hour of earnings after the bell, featuring results from Square. And Kate Rooney has a preview of that one for us. Kate. Hey, well, the big focus for Square today is the cash app business. That's the payments yeah. app and Venmo competitor. Analysts are expecting a slowdown out of the pandemic. The app had gotten a boost from stimulus checks and banks being closed, also eyeing 
monthly active users for the app and revenue per user. The seller business is the other key revenue source here for Square. And finally, the Afterpay acquisition, which was yes. approved by shareholders yesterday. It is expected to close early next year. Wall Street's looking for an update on timing and any potential regulatory hurdles along with that deal. Back to you. Kate, thanks so much uh, for that one. Mike, uh, Squares, uh, how has it done in, of, of late in terms of the, the valuation multiple and what it's going well, to do to prove itself? Valuation-wise, I mean, it's obviously it's obviously kind of towering. But what's interesting is yeah. the stock has held up better. They're, they're not wrong about that. And the, the stock has been trading sideways for a while. Uh, like, it hasn't been doing super well. But it's got a stretchy valuation. Very, very stretchy. And look at that sideways trade. I mean, it's just sitting in these bars. It's kind of lame. Okay, I wanted to write down from yesterday. What were the earnings that we did yesterday? There were a ton of them, but I forgot what earnings we had yesterday. Can somebody remind me, please, what earnings we had yesterday? Because I want to go through the earnings calls from yesterday. Uh, as well as the earnings calls that I want to go through today are pins. Oh, yeah, Matterport. I'm going to write that one down from yesterday. Uh, Airbnb, I'm definitely going to check that one out. But yeah, list me some ticker symbols from yesterday, if you don't mind, if you remember what reported earnings yesterday. Uh, I'm just going to write down quickly the ones that I want to read. Uh, earnings calls are a really good way to understand what the hell is going on in the world. Etsy, that's right. How could I forget that Etsy reported yesterday? Etsy, Matterport, thank you for that. Sunrun, yeah, thank you for that. Okay, yeah, those were the big ones. Is there anything? Oh, Redfin's today, okay. Redfin. Who else reported yesterday? Oh, MGM. That's a good one. Uh, and, oh, and uh, First Solar. Uh, no, not First Solar. Solar Edge. S Edge. Uh, yeah, Redfin's today. Yesterday. Or, or, uh, is there anything else yesterday? Oh, MP for today. MP could be kind of interesting to see. I'll write down MP. I just want to see how they're competing with China still. Because they're like our hope. Okay. I think that was pretty much it. Gosh, I feel like there was another one for earnings yesterday that we covered. Oh, Roku. Yes. Yeah. My timing was perfect for selling the Matterport days ago before it dropped. I, I know. But I didn't sell my whole position. <laughs> now I wish I did. <laughs> Thank you, though. Uh, uh, thanks, Andy. Appreciate the $10. Buy square calls before the bell. All right. I'll write these down. All right. I don't know. If I was going to YOLO something, what would I YOLO? Let's see. Let's see if we have time to figure it out. Okay. I usually get destroyed on earnings YOLOs. So Square is a little elevated. Uh, what about Redfin? Redfin's obviously shot up here a little bit. Vol yeah, volatility is a little higher than usual. Uh, pins. What about Airbnb? How's Airbnb? Uber. A YOLO on Uber. Airbnb. Let's look at that one. See, at Airbnb is pretty low on the volatility right now. Pretty, pretty low. Uber. So let's look. Uber or Airbnb? Now, Airbnb honestly has the lowest volatility. And what are they expecting? Airbnb. A, B, and B, uh, financial analysis, earnings estimates. Okay, so Airbnb is expecting uh, revenue of $2 billion. This is This is the COVID quarter, though, guys and girls. This is the COVID quarter. Well, maybe because of the COVID quarter, expectations are lower. It's, it's also had a nice run here so far. So volatility is lower. I mean, if you went in the money here, let's say you went to, what's something with some nice open interest here? Wow, nothing. Are you serious? Okay, well, you could go 170's got some nice open interest. Uh, drop a little bit here. Go, go to like one, 150. Oh, the spreads are terrible. They're horrible. The best spread is really a 175. But you're paying $12.85 for that for December. I mean, this is really betting that this is going to be a 190 stock, right? And you still got the volatility to K as well. I don't know. I mean, that... Nah. 
or DraftKings. I don't think DraftKings is reporting today. Uber, Rocket Watch. You know, Rocket Mortgage might be one. Let's see. Let's look at Rocket Mortgage's historic volatility. Watch. Whichever one, if I did one, whichever one I end up doing is going to be the one that ends up failing. <laughs> uh, Rocket. No, Rocket Mortgage is actually up a little bit on volatility. The one with the lowest volatility right now is Airbnb. No. But price has also already gone up in anticipation of earnings here. My expectation. So I'm probably going to lay low. I personally hate playing earnings so passionately. Like, even if you get it right, you just end up losing on another one afterwards. It's so bad. What about Piton? How's that one? I mean, not like there's really any time left. Piton, yeah, it's still above its 30-day volatility. Things have been a little bit more volatile. Dropbox might move. Yeah, maybe. Uh, box. All right, well, we got the bell. Volatility on Dropbox, also not exactly at one of its lowest points, but it is it is a little low. Let's see what we got here on earnings. Here, uh, closing bell. So we have lots of earnings coming up today. Worth noting that we have the Dow Jones down 0.09%, S&P 500 up 0.42%, NASDAQ up 0.81%, and the Russell down 0.08%. Big uh, big thing to note is, uh, let's see, here we go, hold on. Uh, oh, there we go, okay. Big thing to know, obviously, is that earnings are coming up and people are betting big on tech. And that's why we keep seeing the NASDAQ go up, up, and away. So Airbnb should honestly be first to report here. They are technically listed for a 4 p.m. report. So let's see what we have for Airbnb. After Airbnb, we've got multiple uh, updates coming out from Pinterest, Peloton, Square. I do not have Airbnb yet, even though they are expected to be first. We're also waiting for pins. If pins can just smash earnings and we can get the stock to run like 100%, like just double, then maybe I can leave my bags behind. So basically, we're hoping these earnings are so good that Pinterest doubles. Uh, and we just won't talk about it if it goes down. I think that's fair. <laughs> okay. So Rocket, Uber... None of them have reported yet. Uber, what's another one? Dropbox, pull this one up. I know we got First Solar. Still no Airbnb. First Solar. Ooh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a big day of earnings. Oh, yeah, Cloudflare and BNGO. BNGO, I usually don't get good summaries on, though. Bloomberg writers don't do the summaries, then it's very difficult for me to see what the heck's going on. Okay, come on, Airbnb. Still no Airbnb, still no Pinterest. We are at a 52-week low on Pinterest right now. That's the one to buy calls on. Like, how much worse can it really get? Probably a lot. <laughs> uh, we could look at Bill.com, I suppose. Run up? No, not yet. Put Sun Run up here as well. It's going to be fun. Sun run over the rainbow. Oh, come on. All right, here we go. Okay, Airbnb is out just now. 1.39 to 1.48 billion projected. 1.43 was the estimate. That's in line. Revenue beats comes in at 2.24 versus 2.07 expected. That's a beat. Gross booking bro bookings value came in at 11.9 versus 12.18 expected. That's a, that's a miss on bookings value, but uh, revenue beats and uh, adjusted EBITDA beat a lot. 
Uh, EPS coming in at 122. This is pretty good for Airbnb. So this is a very good look for Airbnb. Oh, see what I'm talking about? How could you possibly bet on earnings? How could you bet on earnings when they beat and the thing drops 4%, 5%? This is what I'm talking about. Like they beat and they they guide. And then this is the bull crap you get. This is this is why you don't do it. This is <laughs> glad I didn't Expedia. Expedia apparently reported. They, on the other hand, are taking Airbnb's money. Uh, Expedia came in with $2.96 billion versus $2.73 in the estimates. Uh, Booking Holdings really, you know, showed this off so uh, or or led to this. Oh, Pinterest. Pinterest comes in with $633 in revenue versus $632.8 expected. That's a match on revenue. EBITDA is way higher, $35 million higher. Adjusted EPS comes in at $0.28 cents versus $0.22. Cents. Active users up one percent oh my gosh they went up uh, however the active user estimate was for a bigger growth it was 462.9 million active users coming in at 444 million so ebitda is up bottom line is up revenue met but the the user expectations did not meet oh it's up eight percent though i'll take it i'll take it please bail me out <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> Good. Thank goodness. Please hold. Okay. Everybody buy and don't sell until I sell. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I can't do anything right now anyway. All right. So um, Peloton, let's see if Peloton's reported earnings. Not too enthusiastic based on what I heard from people. Uh-oh. PayPal revenue. Oh, oh, it's bad. It's not good. Uh, they were expecting 5.4 billion of uh, of revenue for the year, and they're cutting that to 4.4 to 4.8. Uh, I'm so glad I sold out of this thing. I the writing was all over the wall. Uh, I, the writing was on the wall too with Pinterest, but I was a blind dumbass. Anyway, uh, Peloton Q1 revenue comes in short of expectations by about $3 million, but that cut in forecast is huge. That is a huge cut. Uh, Peloton says commitment to strategy remains unchanged. Peloton falls 14%. Oh, oh, that's a burn. Q1 loss at 1.25 versus 1.07. Ooh, that's not good. Uh... Yeah. Okay. So then we've got is Sunrun out yet? Sunrun. Sunrun comes in. Ooh, big beat. 438 million versus 414. 11 cents EPS versus a loss of 4 cents expected. So that's a beat on Sunrun. Sunrun, uh, not really sure what the heck it's wanting to do here. Sunrun's basically flat. Peton down 21%. Oh, it's getting wrecked. Oh, man. Peton got smoked. And Pinterest is not holding on to those gains. Damn it. <laughs> People bailed out of that thing so freaking fast. <laughs> uh, Bill.com jumps 8.5% after results. Congratulations, Bill.com. Bill. What's their market cap? Bill.com stock. $29 billion? Holy crap. Oh, wow. Okay. Square. Uh, Square announces third quarter results. They just came in. Uh. Afterpay expects transaction will close Q1 of 2022. Shareholders approve. Uh, okay. So what are the results? They're not giving me an outline here. So can't really tell. No, I don't think they're out yet. It's just to announce. All right. Whatever. So uh, Pinterest did well. What's this one? Rocket Mortgage. 
Rocket Mortgage comes in with 57 cents on EPS. The expectation was 48. That's a beat. Good job. Rocket Mortgage beat. Let's see here. RKT. Okay, there you go. Up 2.8%. Good. Very nice. Uber. How's Uber? Uber. Okay, Uber's out. Uber comes in with a fourth quarter EBITDA. Or, I'm sorry, this is guidance. Sees fourth quarter EBITDA of 25 to 75 million. The estimate was 98.1 mil. That's a miss. That's not good. Adjusted EBITDA came in at 8 million, but the loss was expected to be 15.4. That's good, actually. So guidance is not so good, but this quarter was actually okay. Uh, oh, but they lost more money. They lost $1.28 per share versus $0.33 cents expected. That's not good. Uh, the estimate for gross bookings was in line. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Oh, the estimate. Okay, the way they wrote that estimate is funny. No, no, no. Fourth quarter adjusted EBITDA 25 to 75 mil is actually a good thing because they were expecting a range of zero to 100. So that's actually not that bad. Uh, Uber falls 4% though, nonetheless. A little mixed here what we've got. It's just a bigger loss than expected. Uber lost 2.4 uh, billion thanks largely due to Didi investment. Oh, they also invested in Didi. I did not know that. It's interesting. Rocket Mortgage up 3.58%. Fair enough. Rocket Mortgage is exploding here. Rocket Mortgage was the one to buy. Oh, we thought about it. Last second, too. Last second thought about it. <laughs> but I wasn't going to do it because I don't I don't like playing earnings. All right, let's see what's going on with Square. Square. Ooh, net revenue 3.84 billion. The estimate was 4.51. It's a miss. Revenue is a big miss. EBITDA does beat though. Adjusted EPS matched. But that top line number at Square was not very good. It's down 4%. Back to 235. What a dog stock. This is why you got to buy PayPal. PayPal's down another percent in after hours. How's Redfin? Redfin. Oh, Redfin. Let's see how Redfin is. I don't even know if anybody's going to cover Redfin here. Redfin. Redfin posts. Ooh. Revenue of 540. The estimate was 539.7. So they barely beat. And the fourth quarter forecast is actually a nice beat. 585 to 606 compared to 507. This is good. Should be bullish for Redfin. And it's down 60.6. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, Affirm is dropping on talk about this afterpay acquisition. Where's the darn thing? I don't know, wherever it is. Affirm's down about a percent. I blame afterpay and Square. Blame them. So, yeah, Pinterest did well. Peloton got destroyed. Glad I'm far out of that one. Bill.com did very well. Let's see how it's doing that for you. Oh, wow, 11%. Good job, Bill.com. This thing has exploded. Really good. Wow. It's impressive. Went public right before the pandemic. Wow. It's just been straight up. Good job. All right. So Bill.com kills it. Airbnb, y'all say, is almost green. Airbnb. 2.8. Very nice. And how's pins doing now? It's up 3%. Yeah, I guess I'll I guess I'll take three percent. Oh, I wanted a hundred percent. I didn't get it. What about Cloudflare? I don't think they reported it. I think they report in two minutes. That's gonna be the next one. Then all right, what do we got over here? Cloudflare running to two oh two twenty one right now. Oh, it's at 203 right now. We're excited. Let's see what happens. 
Oh, Dropbox beat. Look at this. Just in the last few moments, it was and it's down after these earnings were released you can see down now more than three percent uh they did beat on both the top and bottom line uh the top line they reported 37 cents per share on a non non-gap diluted basis uh the estimate was 35 cents a share so beat by two cents on the revenue side they reported 550 million uh which is th uh, 13 percent year over year gain the stock though is up 40 percent year to date Paying users ended the quarter at 16 and a half million as compared with 15 uh, and a quarter. BNGO did report. Yeah, but they I have no summary of it. So I'd have to read it. And honestly, I don't know anything about it. Uh, oh. Conference call today at 5 p.m. So we'll look out for that. Uh, but as you can see, shares down now more than 3%. Waiting for Cloudflare. It is. Oh, did Hippo report today? No, really? Been waiting for hippo. I gotta write that one down. I'll write that down. Hippo Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Adjusted loss per share coming in at five cents. That's one penny better than the six cents that analysts were projecting. Revenues a miss here for the quarter, 194 million compared no. to analyst estimates of 197.5 million. Miss on comps as well, up 24.8% in the quarter compared to estimates of 27.8%. Uh moment Cloudflare. Cloudflare uh, beats estimates. Oh, it's a beat on forecast too. Q3 revenue, 172.3 million versus 165.7 expected. 647 to 648 million guided for the fiscal year versus the expectation of 629 to 633. It is going to the moon, boys and girls. Oh, Cloudflare. Cloudflare is skyrocketing. Go, go. Oh, oh my gosh. People are putting in market orders after hours and it skyrocketed to 220. Holy moly, 221 now. Uh, it's actually sitting at 212. But whoa, this is a beat here on Cloudflare. Good job, Cloudflare. Cloudflare, you will be my next NVIDIA. The one that I keep staring at going up, up and away and I just never buy. Because <laughs> I know the day I do, it'll go down. Uh... No, Hippo doesn't report until the 10th. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow, that was that was entertaining. Bill.com, 9.51%. Cloudflare, 5.6%. Pinterest, 4%. MP Materials must have beat us up 3%. Airbnb is up a couple percent. Canadian Solar is up a little bit. And to the downside. Oh, Redfin actually goes down. And so does Affirm. Down 2%. And Peloton's the one that's getting whacked. Uh, oh, Peloton. Oh, darn company. What was the guidance they gave? Let me see here. Peloton. They guided for, yeah, it was substantially less. 4.4 to 4.8 bill. Yeah, 2022 revenue. What? Full year Okay, yeah. I was gonna say that was so weird. They they had a weird update in here. I'm like, that's not what they said, and then it just came through as correction. Yeah. Peloton burns through cash and hunt for new customers. Ugh. It's just not good. Uh yeah, no, I, I got out of Peton at 113, and I'm so grateful. The writing was on the wall for me. But I stuck in pins, so I got I got destroyed on that one. So, yeah, you got to look at the expenses, though, for the BTC revenue over there at uh, uh, at Square. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Cloudflare just destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. Let's see how's it doing, though. And Peloton's getting wrecked. Wow, Cloudflare's actually not holding on to those gains. 
There it is. It's at about 2%. It's a crazy market, folks. That's all I could say. Crazy market. Stay with me. Crazy market. Wow. Okay. Well, um, I don't know if this means that Peloton is cheap enough to actually go buying. Let me see here. Peloton. Peloton's. Let's see. It's not a crazy valuation. Yeah, $26 billion. I'm pretty sure that's before it just fell. But either way, it's going to take a little bit more research. Probably go into that quarterly report and see. Uh, I want to see those advertising expenses. In fact, let's let's just take a quick little peek together here. You know, we're together now. So let's look together. All right. So what do we have to do? Peloton, investor relations, uh, options on Peloton tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. Depends how much money you want to lose. All right. So I would like to see your report. Here we go. Shareholder letter. How about the SEC filing? Was this fourth quarter or are we in first quarter? Oh, we're in first quarter. They haven't posted the filing yet. Oh, they just gave us a slide deck. Oh, well, if you're going to do that, let me put it on the iPad. Here, we'll look, we'll look at the piton together for a sec. Uh, let's look at the plumbing. Just like I say in real estate, you got to look at the plumbing. The plumbing sucks. Everything's going to suck. Um... Okay, let's see, open this, okay, one sec, there it comes, okie dokie, what do we got over here, so uh, Q1 ended, connected fitness subscriptions grew 87%, yeah, but that's that's got to be year over year, so that doesn't matter, I don't like the summaries here. So what do we have here? Let's look at the actual numbers. Okay. We anticipated fiscal 2020 to be a, hold on, let's see. Numbers seem way higher in Bloomberg. Hmm. I don't know about that. I never really show the Bloomberg thing. So, okay. Uh, I'd have to, I don't have alpha Corey up right now. Okay, what do we got here? As discussed, we anticipated fiscal 2020 would be a very challenging year to forecast given the unusual year-ago comparisons, demand uncertainty amid reopening, and supply chain constraints. Although we are pleased to have delivered first quarter results that modestly exceed our guidance, a softer anticipated start to Q2 and challenged visibility into our near-term operating performance is leading us to recalibrate. That's not good. Our commitment is unchanged. Uh, the trend was well underway prior to the pandemic, clearly been accelerating. We remain convinced in the growth opportunity for Peloton. Mm, this net promoter score and retention rate, whatever. And we want to see people spending money. Whoa, they lowered the price of the bike to $14.95? Oh my gosh. We continue to believe that price remains a barrier to purchase. Well... Uh, lingering perception that Peloton is a luxury item. Ugh. Okay. Content, software. Let's look at the numbers. I want to see numbers. That's what I want. Want numbers. Where are... Here we go. This is what I want. Oh, thank you for putting this... Uh, on uh, This comparison... Three months ended September 30th. So uh, subscription revenue was great, but that's because you get the compounded effect. This is what matters right here because this is your growth in getting more people into connected fitness. And whoa, they spent a whole lot more money on marketing. Look at that. They spent twice as much money. Wait a minute, that's GNA. They spent twice as much money on GNA. How do you spend that much more on GNA? And then they spent 284 divided by 114. They spent 2.4 times as much money on marketing. 
2.4x on marketing and their revenue on products barely went up. That's bad. That's a bad conversion, right? That's not good. Because uh, this is... Uh, hold on a second here. You want to see uh, growth when, when advertising happens. So it's, it's possible that like the people who knew about Peloton were um, people who bought and, uh, and and others who knew about it but didn't buy, didn't become buyers when they got advertised to. Kind of makes sense. It's a lot of money they blew on advertising. I wonder how their sales would have been if they just didn't blow that money on advertising and they just went with the residual. Probably not good. Hmm. Can't just cut all advertising. Uh, oh, did my face block the numbers here? Yeah, here you go. So this is what I wanted to show you. That was um, marketing is the top line right here. And then the next line is GNA. Research and development is this line right here. So they spent almost three times as much money on research and development. But again, this, this growth appeared not so great. Hmm. Cash flow. What do we got over here? Cash. Wow. Way less cash. Look at this. What happened to their cash? Inventories. So inventories went up. Yeah, but their their cash is getting burned. Wow, they almost blew through half of the cash they had just three months ago. Why? What's the cash flow statement say? Inventories. Stock purchases. Hmm. I mean, I guess maybe they just bought more product. Net cash used by provided operating expenses. Okay. Accounts payable. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Now, that's just some data over here. Well, I wonder if we could get their churn margins up, gross margins up at least. That's actually good because the product's getting less expensive and gross margins still up. It's actually good. Let me see here if we have churn. Uh, okay. Net monthly connected fitness churn was 0.82%. So that number annualized is 9.84. That's bigger. So the, that churn number has actually gotten worse because the 12-month retention rate was 92%, but now we're at a rate where probably the retention rate would be closer to about 90.16%. So that's that's shifted a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, what else happened in the stonks? So yeah, Peloton gets burned 23%, Square's down 3%, Affirm's down 2%. You've got Bill.com up 12%, Pinterest up 6 thank God. <laughs> Cloudflare is up 36 good for them. Really wish it would have fallen. <laughs> Wanted to buy it, but didn't. Well, okay, anything else we need to talk about? I'm, I'm kind of out. I'm out of stuff to talk about unless anybody else has anything to talk about. Tesla, pretty much flat in the after hours. Meta, flat in the after hours. Oh, I'm not going to pull up short interest right now. I had to ask earlier on that. Just a pain in the butt to get it up. Carvana, do they report today? Let me see. Carvana. Carvana report. Carvana, yeah, wow, they sold almost 112,000 vehicles and the estimate was 110 and they beat 3.48% versus 3.28.
but uh, EPS loss was greater than expected. So probably spent some more money on advertising. Carvana's down 1.86%. Uh, Rivian IPO would be something different to talk about. And next would be MP material. We didn't do them yet. MP material reports. Oops. Product sales of 98.6 million. The estimate was 79.4. That's a good beat. Yeah, that's a beat. Beat on bottom line, beat on uh, top line. When will I buy Poe toast? No time soon. MP materials up 2.59%. Okay, cool. I think that's about it to talk about. I don't think there's much to talk about with AMC. Woo. Um, love the ad they did, by the way. Really, really good. Uh, yeah, DraftKings. I don't know why DraftKings keeps getting wrecked. I just don't know enough about this. Oh, wow. Yeah. The day chart. Yeah, we really broke that trend. Now we're, uh, we're at 43. Yikes. Okay. All right. When's EXPI supposed to split? They already split. Split a while ago. All right, folks. Thanks so much. Appreciate you being here. And we'll see you in the next one.